This podcast is brought to you by Enrollment Resources, Innovations in Enrollment Management. Learn more at enrollmentresources.com. Hi, everybody. It's Greg Meeklejohn with Enrollment Resources, and I'm here with my uh, colleagues, uh, my business partner, Shane Sparks of Enrollment Resources, and a favorite uh, colleague of ours in the industry, Martin Lind uh, with Leads360. Uh, Leads360 is an excellent uh, lead management tool that allows you to uh, measure and improve different elements of your enrollment management funnel. And so Martin, we've always found to be insightful, and we've in, invited him on this call as kind of a um, an analyst, if you will. Today we're going to be um, looking at the the core and the essence of what makes marketing work. Uh, it's interesting. People will come to Shane or myself. Uh, and say, okay, you guys are experts. Tell us, give us the big idea. And they become a little unnerved when we say, you know, we don't really have a clue. And 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 it's it's very interesting because um, people are uh, are just uh, uh, really just wanting that simple solution. Yet there are so many external variables that. And, out in the world, and the world is so dynamic that it's absolutely crucial to test. So Shane and I will tell people we don't necessarily have the big idea, but we are experts in testing. And today we're going to be sharing with you three tests, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give you an an opportunity to uh, get involved in this process as well. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to uh, pass this... um, this call over to Shane. Shane, and you're going to run with this, and we'll work with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, the other thing I want to note here is when I was putting this presentation together, I purposely kept both Greg and Martin, and uh, hopefully uh, Roger Becker is going to be joining us uh, in the dark. So neither Greg nor Martin uh, know the tests that I'm going to present, that we're going to present, nor do they know the results. So um, part of the fun in this is going to be to see how they, uh, which tests they think are, have won, and you're going to have an opportunity to vote as well as we go through this stuff. So, Shane, uh, really the, what's going on here is, is you finally have an opportunity to humiliate your business partner. Absolutely. I, well, Greg, I have great faith in your ability, so you know, I think you're going to do great. I think we have a great opportunity to humiliate Martin. So oh, okay. I look forward to doing that. <laughs> that's, that's a change. Yeah. All right. Well, and, so, uh, and and folks, really, what the the reason we structured it this way is that it's it, testing always, almost always produces results that are interesting. And uh, the slide on the the screen here now, this testing 101, persuasion 101. I want to speak to this just very quickly before we get into the meat of it. T- testing has has value in two ways. The first way is to get a conclusive um, understanding of what works and what doesn't to aid in conversion. And so for the purposes of the tests we're presenting today, they're almost, uh, they're all what would be called A-B tests. So A-B tests are where you send half the traffic to one version of, say, a website or a landing page, half the traffic to another version. And what we do is we measure um, the percentage of those visitors that convert to a lead. That's what is being tracked in these tests. Uh, one of the tests has actually got f- four elements, but it's still an A-B test because it's the uh, portions of traffic are sent to each version. Conversion is measured 
uh, and then that is what dictates what succeeded and what did not succeed. That's the first value of testing. The second value of testing is after you get the result is to really understand what or to understand the reason for the result. And that's where the kind of art of this comes into play. What we spend a lot of our time doing here is to try to understand what it is, why it is that the result is true. And that is where when you dig in, you get some really interesting marketing insight about how people make decisions about inquiring and how people kind of think and how we can reorganize things to um, speak to the way they think about things. So Shane, really this is all about the the whole process of testing and marketing is really an exercise in enhancing one's empathy. Well, I think it's empathy and I think ultimately it's psychology. You know, people are pretty consistent in their behavior and it's it's, um, understanding why uh, people do what they do. So, Martin, I guess really, um, if if you can better understand uh, why a person does what they do, then you're, you're really just attempting to create a, a better relationship with them. Yeah, when you make a better yeah, when you make a better relationship, you can have a better uh, conversation with them and help and help decide if they're a good fit for your school. Absolutely, that's yeah. correct. Now, Persuasion 101 is, testing usually falls under one of three categories that we call the three C's of persuasion. First is copy, so those are the words, the copywriting that you use to try to get somebody to take an action. Second one is call to action, meaning what what specifically are we asking them to do and what's the value proposition for them to do that. And the third one is what you could broadly call credibility. What are things that lend credibility to you? Credibility is really important in um, tipping somebody into taking an action. So the broad terms, and and the tests I selected today kind of fall out of one of those three categories. Okay, you guys ready? Here's the first one. Okay, test number one. Uh, what, What you guys see on screen are two different landing pages. And the, the, the copywriting, the layout is virtually the same for both landing pages. The red circles just show where uh, what was changed. In the control, uh, it's a landing page that features two different two forms. The idea being that uh, somebody reads through all this copy on this landing page and they get to the bottom and, oh, hey, they fill out the form versus only just having the the typical side form that are on most landing pages. So that one's the control. That was the the, the page we were testing against. What we wanted to understand was, are two forms better than one form? So on on B here, you can see there's just one form. Everything else about this page is the same. Now, I'm curious, uh, maybe Martin, if you have any thoughts on which one you think did better. I'm guessing the control. You think the two forms did better? I think so, because it gives people twice as many opportunities to, you know, think about it. Yeah, that's a totally logical assumption. Hey, Greg, do you have any thoughts? 
Well, I do. Um, I, I think um, that, uh, well, two things come to mind, Shane. Is One is that you have a crafty, evil mind, and that you would um, probably make the less obvious one the actual winner. And the second thing that comes to mind is that uh, in direct response marketing, um, the law of focus or singularity is what's crucial. In other words, the less things that are on a page to compete um, for one's attempt, uh, attention and taking the next step generally does better. That's my theory that I'm going to stick with. So I, I disagree with Martin. I think it's B. Okay, so you're going to A or B. So now, folks, I'm going to launch a poll here. You now have a, a poll in front of you on your little window thing, and you have an opportunity to vote. Let's see. There we go. We've got uh, about a third of you have voted so far. Interesting. We'll let this go for another uh, 10 seconds. Almost everyone's voted. Mm -hmm. Everybody, Everybody should vote for me. Everyone should vote for me because Martin, he's in Los Angeles and he's warm and I'm cold. <laughs> so you need, you need adoration to warm up, warm up your heart, huh? Just something yeah. to raise my sagging self-esteem due to the weather. I'm going to close the poll. So uh, here's, the poll here's the poll results. Uh, 26% of you voted for A, multiple form, and uh, 74% voted B, single form. I got to tell you, my own opinion when we launched this test was that the the two forms would win. That's what I assumed because I, like Martin, figured you know asking twice is better. So here's the result: fifty-eight point nine percent. It was a landslide winner. Which so, one? The, the single form. Yeah, B. Right, so those of you that feel better, Greg. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> okay, Martin, you owe me a beer. Okay, well, there's still two more tests, so let's do best set of three. And I'll drink mine outside right now. How do you feel? Oh, that's mean. So here's what we speculated the reason for that. And and Greg and Martin, I encourage you guys to weigh in. Um, Given that credibility is the biggest thing, especially on, like, this was a paid search test. So what that means is somebody clicked on a little ad on the side of Google. it, It went to a landing page. So you're... Uh, paid search is great in that you're not uh, the, there's not multiple schools like you would have on a portal, but Shane, you're also getting people Shane, that are pretty earlier. Yeah, Shane, go back a slide so people can look at this while you're dissecting this. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah, just uh, pop back okay. a slide there. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So great. So the 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 B one. What we speculated, the reason for that was that the second form hurt the credibility of the offer. It came off as too pitchy, which is the reason that it it sort of turned people off. Now, this also goes against the old sales adage that, that, you know, ABC, always be closing. It goes against that principle because really what it's saying is that if you are too aggressive in asking for the lead, you turn people off and it hurts your credibility. That's what what we took it to mean. Now, Greg, what what would you... I've built a financial implication around this campaign, and the assumption I made was on a a school that's generating about 100 leads a month through their paid search campaign. What do you... How much revenue do you think this would have contributed, this one little improvement? Well, you know, on the... 
the, the easy answer is really not that much. It's probably just improving the conversion rate, you know, 58%, but it could be like um, from 5% to 7%, let's just say, or 10% to 15%. So it's not much in terms of percentages, but as I think this through, Shane, let's just say 100 leads, extra 5%, is uh, um, an extra five leads that's... Uh, Want me to just show you? Yeah, I think it's a lot of money, though. Holy cow, $593,712. Yeah. That's so this crazy. Is the assumption. Yeah, this is the assumption I made, that, that this campaign, the control was producing 100 leads per month, and so the 58.9% improvement is additional leads with the same budget. 7% of those leads are going to convert to an enrollment at an average tuition of $12,000. So what this little test contributed in terms of gross revenue to that school uh, is nearly $600,000. So Shane, Shane and Martin, really what this is uh, speaking to is there are so many people that say, I need more leads, need more leads, I need to get this portal on board or that portal and really what it's all about is doing more with what you've got. So, if folks, I guess the lesson here is if you think you need more leads, maybe what you just need is slightly better conversion. Martin, what, what do you think of that statement? Well, are we talking about conversion from someone looking at your, at your website and filling out a, to filling out a form or conversion in the sense that they become enrolled students? Well, the, the revenue was based on them becoming enrolled students. The test was on increasing the people that filled out the form. Well, yeah, okay, so you're absolutely right. The highest converting, the highest enrolling inquiries are always the ones that come from your own website. The PPLs, um, unless they're spectacularly focused on exactly what you do, like goldsmithingschools.com, um, they, in general, don't convert anywhere near... Um, or even contact anywhere near the same rate as uh, the ones you do on your own site. I guess well, the interesting thing to put a, an, uh, put a, a close on that one is, you, you know, you can get, folks, you can get, buy more and more advertising converting at 5%, uh, or, or, or you can shrink your marketing budget and have things converting at 7%. And t in other words, would you rather drive that money, to the savings to your balance sheet where you can reinvest in your programming and continuing ed and other cool things? Or would you rather hand a check to an advertising salesman? What, mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my final comment on test one. Okay. Well, let's look at a, we're going to look at a copy test now. So what we did is we created four headlines in the call to action now, this is for a massage therapy professional development program, so it was targeting existing massage therapists. So I've, we, we've blocked out the name of the school. That's why there's black here. So the, the four headlines were, is, you know, was the school name right for you, which I believe was the control, get certified quickly, become lymphedema certified in 11 days, quick and convenient lymph, lymphedema courses. So lymphedema was the specialization in this uh, uh, in this example. So, um, uh, Martin or Greg, I'll start with you this time. Which one do you think won? Boy, all this pressure. I, I think it's C, Shane. Um, and the reason I think it's C is because 
uh, I think what people tend to respond to are um, specific, actionable, uh, benefit-oriented um, headlines. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Martin, what about you? All right, so I hate to agree with Greg, but uh, my log- I have very similar logic. I think the 11 days is really what is going to make that's, people interested. That's the hook. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's put it out to everybody. So I've launched the poll. Martin, I think that was a suck-up move on your part. I think you, you should have had the courage to walk your own path there. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not so stubborn that I've got, to be, I've got to be wrong just to be different. We only have a 25% chance of succeeding here, you know. Yeah. So. 33% because the control hopefully does better than the control, right? Well, not always. But, you know, the control often wins. That's why it's the control. That's okay, right. Okay, folks, I'm going to close the poll in another uh, five seconds. So if you haven't voted, please do. Okay. Here's the results. 8% thought the is school name right for you would win. Oh, oh Shane, uh, you just have to move the... move. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Pardon me. Okay. Sixteen uh, percent get certified quickly. Seventy-four percent agreed with both of you, and three percent quick and convenient lymphedema. So here is the result: C, get become lymphedema certified in eleven days, improved conversion forty point one eight percent. I'm Lens thinking that point. you guys you guys talked beforehand. Doesn't I mean? It, there's no way to raise me right every time. Well, no, I didn't share any of this with Greg. All right. That's good. And, and so he's two, what, two for two so far. Now, variation number two, Shane, mm-hmm. that on this bar graph appears to be... Oh, yeah, sorry, this doesn't line up with the order that I put them in. That was no oh, I see. Part. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and Greg, you were right. We speculated that the reason for C being the winner was that 11 days. And in, in copywriting, we call it a meaningful specific. And what that means is when you are concrete with um, uh, the benefits that you give, so in this case, 11 days, it could be uh, 94.2% placement rate or whatever. When you cite specific statistics that are credible versus over 90% placement that are more vague, you get a better result. So, so in this case, she, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead, finish up, and then. Oh, just the 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 we speculate this one because of that meaningful specific. So go back one slide there, Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do a quick thirty second uh, skill building uh, teaching tool for the folks on the call. So, folks. What you can do is when you write headlines for landing pages or subject lines for sales um, letters or what have you, a great test to see if that headline um, is of high quality is to use a little phrase that Jane came up with called, what do you mean by that? And we have a perfect example of how that works. And so let's look at the headline for, um, for number B. Um, uh, example B. So we see. So you write the headline now. Get certified quickly, and then in your mind you go, "What do you mean by that?" And then the and then you would say, "Well, you know, you become lymphedema certified in eleven days." And you go, oh, "Okay, that's the better headline." So you use this rhetorical internal question, "What do you mean by that?" to create kind of a little bit of a 
um, a, a depth of analysis to land on the deepest, most meaningful, specific uh, yeah, uh, headline. Great, great insight. Yeah, another good question you can ask to improve any headline is, uh, can you be more specific? So, using your example, Greg, that would work w- well also. So, get mm-hmm. certified quickly. You know, in a headline in an ad, or you know, in this case, a call to action. The, the rhetorical question is, can you be more specific? Well, yeah, you get certified in eleven days. Yeah, you can even take it from ABC. Is so and so right for you? Be more specific. Well, you can get certified quickly. Well, can you be more specific? Yeah, you become lymphedema certified in 11 days. So, folks, I'd like you to write that down on a piece of paper, and I'd like you to, after this call is over, I'd like you to look at some of your headlines on your websites and stuff and see if you can actually improve them, and then I want you to report back to us by email and tell us how you did. Okay. Now, I noticed, Roger, I'm showing on the attendee list. Roger, can you... um I wonder if he can hear us or we can hear him. Roger, if you hit star uh, six or star five on your phone, you can get into the call. Okay, let's keep going, Shane. Okay, great. So, uh, and then in terms of the, the revenue improvement, again, using those 100 leads a month, 7%. I'm in, guys. Sorry. Hey, Roger. <laughs> I am so sorry. I've been listening and wanting to chime in and Thank you for that tip. I am so sorry, folks. So, folks, uh, allow me to just uh, jump in. Roger Becker is the president of Becker Media, and um, he he named the business after himself to eliminate any confusion when describing (laughs) his business and trade shows. And and Becker Media has been around for quite a while, and they specialize in the higher education business. And Roger has specific expertise in in the area uh, of traditional media and um for a separate conversation we believe that in 2013 you should have a hard look at traditional media uh in your marketing mix because the portal business is starting to decay and um there's a flight away from that kind of activity as far as effectiveness Roger is uh, a fantastic expert to learn about traditional media okay so let's yeah, continue no, Shane. No, no, Th- no, thank you greg I, I hired a branding agency for the name by the way uh, but, okay no okay this is a point i really wanted to touch on in this example though and and, and tying to roger here one of the things that is uh, fantastic about internet marketing is the ease in which you can do testing so there's you know but we, we have a testing platform there's there's several that are out there where in traditional media typically it's been harder to get is exacting of tests. But what we do know, and I'd like Roger to speak to this, is that, like, say, this headline that has been proven out in the Internet can be applied then to the traditional media. Roger, can you speak to the value of external testing and how that helps guide um, uh, traditional media? Yeah, and, I, you know, I think it, it definitely goes both ways, but... You know when you're, you know when you're very at testing um, in the traditional uh, channels. You know whether it be, you know whether it be print, whether it be TV, whether it be radio, and you have different kind of phrases, different kinds of headlines, and you're able to ascribe certain uh, inquiry costs to those. It is is absolutely transferable online from a perspective of headline and copy, and you know it's the the, the same disciplines uh, apply. 
they're just different channels. Cool. It's interesting. It's interesting to me, gentlemen, because um, uh, what I really like about testing online is that it's very inexpensive, and if you're testing elements on a website, it's in fact free, and so you can kind of optimize your communication for traditional media and sales letters and brochures and view books by using the internet as a testing platform. Mm-hmm. And the same is true, I mean, in all honesty, our, we have a lot of clients who do the same thing with us where they'll take, or you guys will work with our, our clients that we have in common, uh, ER will work with clients in common and say, hey, this market, this uh, nurturing email, change the copy this way, we'll send the, the, the day 30 reminder email to half the people with this copy and half the people with that copy and we'll see which one gets a better response or inbound phone numbers, you know, one billboard is going to say this and the other billboard is going to say that. Each one will have a different phone number and we'll see which, um, which one comes in differently. So rather than asking your admissions reps to say, hey, which billboard are you calling based on? It's automatically tracked by having a specific phone number or campaign ID on the website. But um, it's, this stuff is, is, is important at all levels and not just in the media level. So this brings us a perfect segue to our, our third test, and there's been a lot of um, consternation around the Department of Education in the U.S. in particular, and in Ontario, in Canada, around the rules around communication and misrepresentation, and one of the areas is privacy policy. And Shane, you have an interesting test on how privacy policy is uh, communicated here. Mm-hmm. So this this test, this is the bottom, it's just a little snapshot from the bottom of a form, and we wanted to to understand whether um, having a a privacy, just an external link to a privacy policy page where there was a lot more deeper information would be more effective than just a typical, you know, little privacy statement that you would see on a typical form. Uh, and so we we ran, this was the only difference on this page, and this, again, is just the bottom part of the form. It, it, it sits on a bigger landing page. Hopefully can, everyone can visualize that. Um, let, Roger, since uh, you're, you're, you're now here, what, do you have a, what do you think, A or B? Which one worked better? I would guess A worked better. And I, and and the rationale and would be in my mind. I I don't think very many people would actually click on that icon, and so I think it would I think it would go unnoticed. Okay. And Martin, what about you? You know, I, I'm going to go with with Roger, but I think it's a different reason. Is I think that the the not everybody's concerned. Only pri- they're not they're not. They're not <laughs> Their only concern is not just about selling the information. But I think there are other things they're concerned about that are not necessarily addressed by that. But if they see a link, they'll think, oh, there's a bigger document here that addresses all my concerns. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it would have more credibility for you? Yeah, I think it's a phrase everyone knows. Okay. Greg? Well, you know, there's the, the law of focus where the less... Um, there is to communicate about um, the better in terms of focusing the actions of a prospect, and and being that the case, uh, the privacy policy link would be the better way to go. However, uh, I do like the explicit nature of the the statement on B 
and uh, that it it basically assuages or quells any anxiety people would have around a, um, anything being resold. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with B. Okay. So I'm going to launch the poll now. I think it's uh, inappropriate that we can't uh, we can't vote. Well, you you voted. Okay, almost everyone's voted. So I'll give it another five seconds, and I'm going to close the poll. Okay, well, interestingly, um, uh, 27% agreed with Roger and Martin that the link was better. 73%, Greg, you seem to have more credibility with the uh, attendees <laughs> conference call here. I'm not hugely confident about my vote on this one, Shane, but... Um... B <gasps> is the answer. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh. B, B improved conversion, uh, what do we say, 15.26%. So I have now something this to is say. A, yeah, now this is a closer test. And so if you'll notice on, there's this column, Chance to Beat the Original. With the two other tests I shared, uh, the chance to beat the original was 99 or 100%. Uh, this test, when we conceived of the webinar, it was beating the control by a greater margin, and the chance to, to beat it was uh, north of 90%. Since then, it has shrunk a bit, so which is which is, and so I, I left this one in specifically because I wanted to talk about um, letting tests run out and not making decisions too early in the process. So c- currently, this is the control. I, I I believe the privacy policy, like no link, just the little statement, is going to bear out. We've actually launched a second test to prove it out because uh, we wanted at least. Uh, we'll probably we'll probably test this three times ultimately, so we can get some conclusive results. So, Martin and Roger, there's a, a marginal chance you'll be proven right at the end of the day. We just uh, we we I can't share that right now. If that I don't happens, think so. I don't believe so. If, well, if it does, I. I think, but if it yeah. does, I hope you'll notify all the other attendees that, that <laughs> Martin and I to to redeem us. <laughs> I'm thinking about a press release. <laughs> sure, yeah, there you go. Now, now Shane, I have a question. Um, this, these are three tests. How many tests have we run on behalf of our clients? I know we have a best practices collaboratory, uh, kind of a central wiki where we house all this stuff. Um, how many yeah, ballpark? park? Well, ballpark, we're running probably 20 to 40 tests at any given time. Some of them, yeah, and and tests take various amounts of time to run their course depending on the amount of traffic. So some, you know, you can get a, a conclusive result within a couple of weeks. Some of them it takes longer, if, especially if it's more, if it's closer, if it's a bit more of a horse race, like in this example. Um, are they ever? Do they ever vary by program? So. Having the yes. privacy program for massage at the bottom is different than if you have it for, I don't know, something else? Yeah, it can. And, and so we, uh, the, the, the methodology we use is, the, is we, we'll test the same element multiple times on different, on different sites and different markets with different programs. In the case where there is one that always wins, that gets put on the kind of permanent innovation list. 
It's been proven out multiple times. It's it's you know almost a sure thing. There's other exa- There's other times like short and long copy, for example, tends to vary by program. So short copy works better for certain programs. Long copy works better for different programs, which really speaks to the kind of person who's interested in that program and, and kind of how they're wired. And in, in, ta- in, in cases like that, we will selectively launch campaign-specific tasks or tests in order to try to tweak and improve the, the ROI that the client we're getting for the client on a specific campaign. How, how hard is it for the how hard is it for the schools to do this testing? Do you guys do everything for them, or is this something they've got to do on their website? Well, we do it. We do it all for them. Yeah, yeah. So I'll speak to that. We basically uh, we're as I mentioned at the beginning of the call, we're not smart enough to understand the big home run, but we are smart enough to um, identify all the little breakpoints in the enrollment management funnel from generating interest out in the world to converting that interest into a contact, to moving it to a phone call, to a, a meeting, to a start. And there are about 25 different breakpoints that you can potentially test. And we're methodically going through and testing, testing, and testing relentlessly, always trying to improve the control. And when we, as Shane said, when we land on a sure thing, then all of our clients gain the benefit of that. Now, we don't have many clients, so that's by design in our business model, so that folks here can gain a, a significant competitive advantage over the thousands of other people they're competing with. The other thing that's really interesting is that we also test innovation that we see in other industries. So, for instance, this morning we landed on a test around how um, downloading of pages quicker can dramatically improve conversion rate. And the download speed just shifting from five seconds to two seconds can create a dramatic uh, increase. Now, that, that test came from a completely different industry. We're going to put it in the testing queue, and sometime in the first quarter we'll land on a definitive result as it pertains to higher education. So... Great example. Lots of these tests that we do come from outside education that schools have never, ever seen. And um, so, Shane, did you do a financial implication on that one? Or I, I, I did, and I, I flashed it while you were talking. The, um, the, the, yeah, so the, the, assuming this bears out, what, what this really means for this, assuming 100 leads a month, 7% of room at $12,000 average tuition, is that simply by putting a privacy statement versus privacy policy link, in this example, is going to generate an additional $153,820. And really, that's a, what, 10-minute little effort? It's also a 1% improvement, if you notice the second column, right? Yeah, not even. Yeah, so you could argue that for every 100 leads generated, for every 1% improvement in conversion, there's a $150,000 to $200,000 annual revenue increase as a formula. That's amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. 
So overall, here, here's what we wanted you to learn from this. And, and Martin and Roger and Greg, I, boy, I appreciate you guys being good sports about this. I, I know I, I put you on the hot seat. Testing is the only way to ultimately know whether ideas are good or bad or indifferent. Like, we, we all have opinions, and, and I would argue that the, the voices on this call are all very expert, well-informed opinions, right? We've, we've all made it our careers to learn, you know, how to get more people to do the things that our clients want them to do. That's been our kind of life's work. That small changes have large financial implications. Even that little privacy policy example, it's $150,000 improvement. It's, and it's just low-hanging. It's just waiting to be found. And I would suggest to, you, to everyone on the call that in your website, on your websites, on your paid search campaigns, uh, you know, even in weeks, that when you find them, can have large gains that are just there to be had, which represent a competitive advantage for you in the long run. And that testing on websites, paid search accounts, gives valuable insight that can be applied to traditional media. And certainly if, you know, Roger, fellow like you, if, if, if the client can equip you with copy and things that have worked elsewhere, that helps you fine-tune the media buys and the creative on that traditional media to nurture a better result out of it. It's very valid. Do you, do you know, uh, Shane, um, uh, do you have a sense or care to dwell on, are there a top three or top five or top one mistake that people tend to make on landing pages or their own sites in terms of um, effectiveness, in terms of whether it be copy or color or yeah, the forms or, you know, is there kind of a common thread of mistakes that people tend to make? I'll speak that to that. Wonderful stuff. Just say, Greg, that is a wonderful segue. Yes. Because if, if, <laughs> we do, and I'm not going to tell you, is the short answer. Because, we, go ahead, Greg. We're going to go and offer a uh, 20-minute review to the first five callers. Now, you can go and uh, phone our office, or if you want to text uh, your request, you can send a text message as well. And the text message, uh, the text number is 250-888-7111. That's 250-888-7111. And, um, and we will spend 20 minutes, and we'll pick out for you two things that you could do immediately to go and improve the conversion uh, rates on we can uh, whether it's your website or a pay-per-click campaign or a sales letter we'll we'll pick out a couple of improvements for you and you guys are like we'll, drug dealers the first ones are free huh that's exactly oh. it yeah <laughs> thank, thank you for the nice analogy martin so um it's legal in yeah. bc yeah, that's right. Any uh, so any final comments, Shane, before we let our folks go? Um, I hope this was enlightening. Or well, I guess the only the comment I want to make is this is really the the first time we've shared actual campaign stuff with um in a in a webinar like this, and and the, you know there's lots of stuff we share. Uh, monthly in these conference calls and in the various talks we do. We try to be very generous about sharing information. There is a whole ton of stuff we hold back that is only for the benefit of our clients. And so in in doing this webinar, we kind of, you know, opened the curtain a little bit into some of the insight we have. Um, 
I don't know if we're going to be uh, sharing this uh, webinar, publishing it. I, I, no, I we're not. Is to, no, we're not. So, so this. So, if you're on the call, uh, you know, on this webinar, this is sort of a one-time event. Uh, over the next year, we may share a few more campaign things, but it's uncommon. Okay, folks. So, if you have any questions, again, call uh, the, the office at the number showing, or and ask for Paul Bertarelli our uh, head of liaison, or uh, text Paul at 250-888-7111, and the first five folks will set this up for you uh, and get some time together on the phone and take you through this uh, with your own personal stuff. And I'd like to thank uh, Roger and Martin, two people that we admire for their intellect and charm. Thank you for coming on the call, and we hope to have you guys. Thank you very much. 